0: This week on Geek Explained, in the first episode of the new year, we'll be taking a look at all the awesome stuff coming our way in comics, film, TV, and more. So join us for the Geek Explained forecast for 2020. Welcome back to Geek Explain, the podcast for comics, film, TV, and more. You name it, we explain it. I'm your host, Eric Azana, and this is 2020. I just, I had to, I had to do it. I had to make the joke. Um, Happy New Year, everybody. It's officially 2020. We are in January now. I'm still writing 2019 on everything I sign. Um, but we're, we're going to make it through this process together. Uh, If you can, you can obviously hear I'm still sick, so I'm going to do my best to get through this episode, so thank you very much for um, listening. Uh, Today's episode is going to be kind of looking forward. Last episode was looking back at 2019. Uh, This episode is going to be looking forward at the year ahead of us and we're going to be counting down my top 10 most anticipated items of geek culture. We're talking film, we're talking comics, we're talking video games, the whole shebang. We're going to be talking about that today. We also have our final wildcard weekly review ahead before we jump right back into crisis on infinite earths next week as well as this week's comics countdown but before we get into all of that let's go ahead and check in with this week's news (laughs) Alright guys and dolls, first news segment of 2020, and we've got some interesting items for you today. Uh, They're pretty much all film news. Uh, We normally have, of course, our categories film, TV, comics, and miscellaneous. Uh, At present, no miscellaneous news, no comics news, no TV news, but... Some film news that I'm pretty excited about. First off in the film news, we got a brand new trailer for New Mutants. That's right. It's still happening. We're still going to get it. Uh, New Mutants is, I guess, technically the final film in the uh, Fox X-Men universe. This film is supposed to come out in 2018. But um, because apparently it wasn't good or you know fox wasn't satisfied with it we're in the middle of the merger uh just didn't happen so we haven't heard anything for the past two years about this we got like one uh teaser trailer and after that nothing but uh we we got our I guess technically our first real trailer dropped uh this past week and it it's you know I'll be honest it looks interesting I'm not going to lie uh they're really digging their heels in with this horror aspect which I'm a fan of I'm down for um, Basically what it's gonna be about is the characters involved. We're talking, uh, Magic, Ileana rasputin we're talking um Wolf Spain, we're talking Cannonball, we're talking uh Hot Spot, like we're getting all of your classic new mutants characters all inside of this what looks like an insane asylum, and uh Shit's going to go down. So um, I'm interested. It looks really cool. Uh, and apparently, since the film was originally delayed to get uh, reshoots mandated by Disney that just didn't happen, this is going to be the original version of the film, which I I kind of think is really cool. And hopefully, just from what we've seen, it's all going to stick the landing. I'm interested in it. It looks pretty good. Uh, next up on the DC side, uh, we've got... Something that I'm pretty excited about, we talked about it before, Um, Matt Reeves' Batman is coming real quick, the production has already started, and uh, this past week Matt Reeves did another one of his uh, Twitter casting announcements where he confirmed the rumor that had been going on for at least a couple months now and that is colin farrell is going to be playing oswald cobblepot the penguin i'm down for this i'm really looking forward to this uh colin farrell is a hell of an actor and this version of the penguin uh if he starts leaning towards something like we saw in the telltale games or even emperor penguin style i know emperor penguin is a really touchy subject for a lot of batman fans from the new 52 but um i think there's a lot of merit to be had in that character so i'm interested i'm interested to see what they do with it and i'm looking forward to seeing what he brings we also got our first couple of uh set photos from the set of batman not a whole lot to speak of uh robert pattinson's on a motorbike and we got the first potential look at penguin he looks like he has white hair but he's got his umbrella so we might be going for an older penguin kind of in the same vein as um as colin farrell's uh fantastic beasts character but Again, I'm really hopeful. I'm really optimistic about this. I really want this to be good. So uh, we'll just have to see. And then on the other side, when it comes to uh, Marvel, there are talks going on right now that Christian Bale might be joining Thor Love and Thunder. Um, Sure. Sure, why not? I'm interested. Uh, Christian Bale could play a myriad of different characters. Right now, kind of the leading theory... It looks to be as either uh, Dario Agar or um, Beta Ray Bill. I personally would love to see him play Gore, the God Butcher, but I know that he's going to do great in whatever role they give him, so I'm looking forward to It should be good stuff. And that does it for the news. Like I said, a, uh, a pretty film-heavy uh, news week. I'm looking forward to seeing more news as we go along. Hopefully some TV and uh, comic book news. This is right around the time that the uh, CW shows start to get renewed for their next season. So hopefully we're going to start to get some news from that as well. And uh, yeah, for now, let's head on over to the main course, the entree, if you will, of the episode, which is our Geek Explained forecast for 2020. So I think it's pretty. Uh, I think it's pretty widely agreed upon that 2019 was a big year for geek culture, whether we're talking about video games, TV, uh, the films that came out in 2019. Uh, it was a big year, and I have a feeling that 2020 is going to be just as big, if not bigger. So this is the first ever Geek Explained forecast talking about. All the stuff that I'm the most excited for, I've got my list right here. It's the top 10, uh, my top 10 most anticipated for the stuff that's going to be coming out this year, um... It's ranked how I'm really excited about them. Uh, lots of stuff is coming out. We got some video games coming out this year. We got some big films, as well as some TV shows that I'm really excited about as well. So let's go ahead and dive into it, starting off with number 10, which is Mulan. Mulan is a film uh, by Disney. It's going to be the live action adaptation of the story that a lot of people know and a lot of people love. But what I like about this and the thing that. Um, makes me more excited about this than I have been for other uh, live action adaptations before is that it's going to be different. It's going to be different from the uh, animated film, the animated film that I love and the animated film that a lot of people love. um, in The fact that it's going to be leaning a little bit closer to the original story, which if you know anything about that original story is a lot darker than the uh, Disney animated musical so, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, we need more Asian cinema. I will continue to say that. And I'm really excited that this is finally going to be coming out. It's going to be taking a worldwide stage. Everybody knows that Disney has been trying their best to reach the Chinese market. And this is, I think, going to be the one that does it. Uh, but for me, as an Asian American who just wants to see more people like me in the cinema. Um, I'm really excited about this, and I think that it's a story that a lot of people, even if they're familiar with, should hopefully be surprised surprised by, and I think that's going to set it above some of the more recent live-action adaptations like Lion King, like Aladdin, where it was basically just, hey, you remember that thing you loved? Here it is in live-action, and worse. So... I'm looking forward to it. It's not going to have certain characters that we're used to. I don't believe Mushu is in this, and most of the songs aren't going to be in this either. So they're going to kind of be playing it straight, which I'm interested in, and I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what they do with it. So at number nine, I have Green Lantern Legacy. This is another uh, Asian property. It's a graphic novel that's going to be coming out from DC Comics later this year, and it is going to be... (coughs) Excuse me. It's Going to be uh, chronicling kind of the adventures of the first in continuity Asian Green Lantern. Um, I'm really excited about it. Basically, uh, this Chinese kid gets gifted this Green Lantern ring and he has to kind of balance his idea of honor and family and legacy with the tenets of the Green Lantern Corps. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a fresh take on the Green Lantern mythos that we haven't really uh, touched upon yet, so I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be a really, really good uh, addition to the wide portfolio of the Green Lantern Corps. At number eight, we have Ghost of Tsushima. Um... There's been a lot said about this game. Um, It's coming out this year. We've been anticipating it for a very long time. This is a classic um, action RPG styled in feudal Japan. Uh, You play the titular ghost who was uh, basically killed by uh, a conspiracy and now he's back. Um, It's kind of, it hasn't been shown as. Really revealed, of course, what's going to happen in the game. Really, how he survived the attack, but it is promising an incredibly uh, visual samurai experience, and I am super down for that. Uh, a lot of people were really impressed by uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice this past year uh, from 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 Software. Uh, this isn't going to quite be that. It's not gonna have that souls-esque game style but the visuals look stunning uh the developer behind it is really putting everything they can to make sure that this game is as good as possible uh they even released just to get people hyped a full-on uh they like released on twitter a code for a full-on uh PS4 theme Which I currently have Set up on my PS4 right now It looks sick Uh, It just Everything about this game I'm really really excited about And I cannot wait for it to get released So that is My number 8 My number 7 And it was a toss up for me Between this or another TV show But uh, at number 7 we have The Mandalorian Season 2 uh, I will be the first to admit that I am late to the Mandalorian game. Uh, I've only just started watching it because I don't have Disney Plus, but a uh, a good friend has lent me her Disney Plus, so I will. I have started watching it, and I am loving it so far. Uh, haven't finished it yet, but with all the hype surrounding the Mandalorian, whether it's Baby Yoda, whether it's uh, Mando himself, all the stuff around this show has got people really, um, I would say, more in love with Star Wars than the actual Star Wars films, which I don't think has happened before. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, John Favreau, who is the showrunner, has already stated that they are currently working on season two and that it's supposed to release in the fall of 2020 so i'm looking forward to it the western genre being brought to star wars i just think is a match made in heaven and i'm really looking forward to seeing exactly what they do for that second season so that is my number seven at number six i have wandavision this is another tv show that's going to be coming to disney plus Uh, This doesn't have a specific uh, release date yet, but we do know that it's coming sometime in the fall of 2020 and it's going to chronicle the uh, supposed relationship between Wanda and Vision. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be about. We've seen from uh, concept art that this is going to be Drawing some inspiration from the Tom King Vision series, which is so freaking good. If you haven't read that, read that before this show comes out. But this show is also supposedly going to lead into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Because Wanda has been uh, confirmed to be in that film. And it kind of sounds like she's going to be going nuts So I'm really looking forward to this. This should be a good uh, next step for that character as we head into Phase 4, which kicks off with uh, Black Widow, uh, I believe, in a couple months. So I'm looking forward to it. really, really excited to see exactly what they bring. Jumping into the top five. At number five, we have The Last of Us Part 2, another video game release. Um, This game has been hyped uh, over the moon. Uh, It was originally supposed to release in February, but they delayed it back to, I believe, April to make sure that they uh, do all the fine-tuning they need to make sure that this game is as good as possible. I will be the first to admit, I have not played the first game. I have not played the first game of The Last of Us. Uh, I know of it. I've kept myself spoiler-free because I am going to play it i was able to get a free copy from the playstation uh plus network doohickey thing so i have that downloaded on my uh, playstation 4 console i'm going to be playing it before the uh second game comes out and i was planning on making that an episode of the podcast just talking about you know the story and everything breaking that down um in february but I'm going to have to push that back a little bit, so expect an episode kind of uh, talking about the story so far going into uh, Last of Us 2 when we get closer to April. But I'm really excited about this. Uh, Last of Us has been heralded as a masterpiece in video game uh, in the entirety of uh, video game history, so I'm really excited to play it. Uh, I love that whole team, Neil Druckmann and everybody over at... um, Naughty Dog, they know what they're doing. I'm currently uh, finishing up, catching up on Uncharted 4. So I'm just, I'm really excited about this. Uh, 2020 is going to be a really, really great year for video games. And speaking of which, at number four, I have Marvel's Avengers. Uh, This is another game that's coming out this year. I think it's coming out around the same time as Last of Us Part Two, which kind of sucks for them. Because no matter how good that this game is going to be, um, it's going to be overshadowed by uh, Last of Us. But I'm really excited about it. Uh, this game's been a few years in the making. I want to say we got the first teaser trailer for this back in 2017? 2017 2018 maybe and we've kind of been patiently waiting for more info on it and uh in the past year we've been getting all the information that you really need for it. it's going to be a near open world um mission-based uh rpg action rpg experience uh playing different members of the avengers uh the main pov character is going to be miss marvel kamala khan which i'm super excited about uh we really needed a good Marvel game. Uh, Marvel's kind of, for me, they've dominated most of geek culture with the exception of comics and video games. So I'm really hoping that this is the, uh, the push that Marvel needs to really kind of stake its claim in the video game realm. Uh, all the gameplay that I've seen of it looks stellar. I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what they do with, uh, with the premise the idea of uh the avengers were kind of disbanded after this attack in san francisco uh captain america might be dead though he's 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 not dead he's definitely not dead come on um But overall, I'm really looking forward to it. They've also promised uh, different costumes, customization options, which I'm always down for. This is one of my most anticipated uh, video games of the year. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing exactly what they bring to this game. So that is my number four. At number three... We have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is another Disney Plus series. This one is coming out in August, right around my birthday. I'm really excited about this. Um, This is the next step. This is the next chapter in the Chronicles of Captain America. Steve has officially passed on the shield to Sam. But as we've seen in uh, different uh, concept art as well as officially released art, uh, Sam's not rocking a Captain America suit. He's rocking a true blue Falcon uh, uniform that is a little bit closer to his uh, comic costumes. Bucky's got a haircut. Um, Sebastian Stan's killing it. I'm really excited to get more Sebastian Spa- S- Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. Their uh, chemistry when it comes to this kind of semi-hating-each-other buddy cop Uh, role is just fantastic and I can't wait to get more of that we're also getting Zemo which I'm really excited about we're getting more Sharon Carter and we're getting some US agent I'm really excited about all that the they're currently filming it right now um i'm just really stoked and especially because if i remember correctly they have the uh they have some of the people who worked on john wick handling some of the fight choreography which i cannot wait some of the best stuff about the winter soldier which is again still probably my favorite uh mcu film the some of the best stuff is the fight scenes the grounded fight choreography i can't wait for this this is going to be the this is my big like gotta see it when it comes to phase four uh some of the other stuff looking at like doctor strange um and others i and thor of course um i'm really excited about but falcon and winter soldier i think is going to be the, the one that i'm looking forward to the most so that is my number three at number two i have strange adventures this is coming from tom king and mitch jareds as well as evan doc shaner from dc comics and i'm really excited about this this is their next this is tom king's next big uh maxi series uh he's had some stellar maxi series before we're talking omega men we're talking uh vision we're talking mr miracle most recently and Strange Adventures is supposed to be kind of the next one following suit of all those, Uh, chronicling the misadventures of Adam Strange. If you're not familiar with Adam Strange, don't worry. I will be doing an episode on him in the very near future, so look forward to that. But basically what you need to know is he is a jetpack adventurer going through space. Um, I'm really excited about this. Also, the... uh, the double art from both Mitch Jarrods and Doc Shayner, with Shayner's more clean, uh, pulp-looking art kind of representing the propaganda style where Mitch Jarrods' more uh, gritty and scratchy art representing more of the real-life aspects of it. Really love the duality of that. Every issue is going to be shipping with two different color covers um, chronic- using both of their art. And I'm just really excited about this. I haven't seen something like this before, so I'm interested to see how they do it. Uh, Tom King is kind of on the rebound right now after leaving uh, the mainline Batman book. And I'm really excited to see how 2020 shapes up for him because or 2019 was not kind. <laughs> so I'm really excited about it. Strange Adventures should be just a fantastic comic, and I'm really looking forward to it. But my number one, the, the top of the line, the top of the list, the thing I'm the most excited about this year, my most anticipated item of geek culture, is Wonder Woman 1984. I cannot freaking wait for this movie. Um, just the trailers that we've gotten, um, all of the uh, press releases, the set images, everything from the fact that Patty Jenkins has been saying this film has been ready for a while um, I I can't wait this is my most anticipated thing of All of 2020, Uh, Gal Gadot is pitch perfect as Wonder Woman. I'm excited for the 80s aesthetic. I'm really looking forward to uh, Pedro Pascal as uh, Maxwell Lord. That one, I think, is such a strange choice when it comes to casting that I'm really excited to see what they do. I'm even excited about Kristen Wiig's Cheetah, and I don't even know how to feel about that. Again, we're going to have to see more right now. We've really only seen her as Barbara and Minerva, which I'm totally fine with. I trust in them. They did such a great job with the first uh, Wonder Woman film. Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot is a hell of a dynamic duo. They did such a great job, and I trust in their vision for the character and for their stories. Um, even though I'm not sure how I feel about Steve Trevor being back, uh, Chris Pine was such a... Uh, just such a great part of the first film and was such a great um, adaptation of that Steve Trevor character that I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The moment in the trailer where they're in the, uh, the art museum and he comes up and he's just like looking at this trash can cause he thinks it's art. And he's like, Oh, what's this? And Diana comes up to him and she's like, that's a trash can. Like, I just, I love it. I really, really love it. So i'm looking forward to it it is going to be a great year for geek culture in 2020 uh give you a little quick recap at number 10 i have mulan number nine is green lantern legacy at number eight we have ghost of tsushima At number seven we have the mandalorian season two number six is wandavision number five is the last of us part two Number four is Marvel's Avengers, the video game. At number three, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. At number two, we have Strange Adventures. And at number one, we have Wonder Woman 1984. So overall, 2020 is gonna be a big year. There's tons of stuff that I didn't even mention that's on this list that we're getting as well. Lots of MCU presents. Um, DC Universe has also been really, really doing well, Titans aside. And uh, we're supposed to get Doom Patrol Season 2 at some point. We're supposed to get Umbrella Academy as well. I'm looking forward to it. 2020 is going to be a major year, and I cannot wait to see what the year brings. Yeah! It is now time for the final Wildcard Weekly Review. This is the segment of our show where I review something weekly. And the Wildcard stipulation is in place because we are on hiatus for Crisis on Infinite Earths. But this is the final Wildcard Weekly Review because next week... We're getting our conclusion. We're heading right back into Crisis on Infinite Earths. So, what is the final wildcard weekly review as well as the very first weekly review of the year? Had to talk Doctor Who. Had to talk about Doctor Who. Uh, the latest season, season um, what is this? 12 now, uh, has kicked off with a New Year's special both part one and part two this past Sunday of Spyfall. Um, I liked it, honestly. I liked it a lot. Um, Jodie Whitaker's Doctor has never felt more intriguing, more interesting. Um, I said in not last week's episode i believe but the week before our christmas episode that her new Year's special from the year before uh i thought was fantastic and was one of my favorite uh adventures that that version of the doctor's ever been on um this one is right up there and i think that has to do a lot with the um just with the subject matter in this episode both part one and part two i'm going to be reviewing both um, first off, I gotta talk about Jodie Whittaker. Uh, her thirteenth Doctor is so good. Uh, we're really starting to get more of a feeling for exactly who she is. Every Doctor's kind of got a quirk about them. Every Doctor's like, uh, oh, David Tennant's the you know, the heroic adventurer. You know, uh, Christopher Eccleston is the PTSD veteran and all that stuff. Jodie Whittaker's Doctor didn't really have that um that uh kind of really clear archetype for me uh she kind of felt like a blend of other doctors before her but this one they took an interesting idea and an interesting stance with her in that she's the unsure doctor you know you you got a lot of the previous Doctor, Peter Capaldi, being very sure of himself, even in situations where we have no idea exactly how he's so sure of himself or why he's so sure of himself. This Doctor, the 13th Doctor, isn't like that. And I kind of really dig that version. I really dig that uh, treatment of the character where she... You know, kind of jumps into situations without knowing exactly what she's doing and her kind of figuring it out as she goes is really fun to watch whereas we used to see with, I I would say with both Peter Capaldi's and even to a lesser extent with Matt Smith's um, him coming into a situation already knowing everything and we kind of have to play catch up with him. With Jodie Whittaker's Doctor, you really get the time to figure things out with her and I like that as someone who um, Really looked for something to set her apart from previous doctors, making it fun and for you know younger viewers as well. Getting to go on that ride with her, figuring out you know okay this is this is the species of the aliens. This is why they're here. Wait a second, now that's weird. Why is that weird? Just connecting the dots with her, I think, is a great shout and a great direction to go with that character, especially for. Um, the viewer who is start is still trying to figure out who she is she's trying to do the same thing and i really really like that i also dig the tardis team i still really enjoy them from the previous series um i think i still am of the opinion that graham is the best if we had just gotten the season just with graham i think we would have been fine but uh ryan and yaz for these first two episodes did great and I'm looking forward to seeing more of them Ryan especially like I really they put all their bass all their eggs into the Ryan basket and I'm really waiting for that to pay off and I really still want to get more info on Yaz I want to learn more about her I want to spend more time with her so I'm hoping that as the season progresses we get more with her but the big the big thing and spoilers if you haven't seen the episode yet if you haven't and you want to watch the first two episodes pause this go uh watch those episodes come back but spoilers in three two one the master is back uh played by sasha dewan sasha dewan is a fantastic actor he just really is everything that i see him in he is constantly better and better and better um him showing up at the very end of uh the first of part one uh, revealing himself to be the master I thought was great. I also kind of dug how they gave him some of Matt Smith's little ticks and spins. Uh, I really like the idea of pitting Jody Whitaker against Matt Smith, essentially, uh, and I hope that they do more of that. As we went into, uh, Part two, I kind of liked him less because he just seemed like, oh, he's just a regular evil guy, and I feel like all of the character development that we got from uh, Michelle Gomez's Missy is lost, so I'm hoping that we get more time with him as the season progresses and we get more of an explanation onto what's going on with him. Uh, But overall, I like the story, I like the spy aspect, uh, bringing... These characters into an unfamiliar situation being like, oh, let's drop them into a James Bond story and we'll just see what happens. I really liked, I also liked, uh, the doctor's, uh, arc throughout the second episode, kind of going through meeting these extraordinary women throughout these different periods in history. Really, really liked that. I also liked the scene between the doctor and the master in, uh, occupied France in the 1940s. I am a sucker for World War Two, anything. So I really dug that. Um, and I loved how uh, she basically looked at the master. She was like, okay, you're bad, but like the company you're keeping here, like that's just indefensible. Like I loved that. Really, really enjoyed Jody Whitaker here. I'm looking forward to seeing more of the season. Um, and I, at least from these first two episodes, it seems like uh, Chris Chibnall and the entire team there really listen to the complaints that viewers had for the previous season, and they're applying them. So if all of the episodes of the season are as strong as these first two episodes, then I think we're in really, really good hands. So that is it for uh, the weekly review for this week and the final uh, wildcard weekly review of this uh, crisis uh, uh, hiatus. So I'm hoping to give you some info next week on what our next uh, weekly review could be. We have a couple different options. If we wanted to stay on the Doctor Who um route we can do that if we wanted to um go along with uh, harley quinn i really enjoyed that and i've been enjoying every single episode that i've been watching from there feel free to let me know next week we're doing crisis and i believe uh the week after that is the uh aero finale so once we have those two in the bag we'll be jumping into a brand new uh weekly review segment so feel free to let me know either through our either of our social medias at Geek Explain Pod. That's at Geek P O D or through uh, email, because I'm an old man, I still read emails, to geeksplain at gmail.com let me know what you would like me to review each week Uh, like I said, we've got a bunch of different options, and I'm really looking forward to seeing exactly uh, where we land on that, so that is it, stay tuned next week for the conclusion of Crisis in our weekly review, but for now, let's hop on over to this week's Comics Countdown (laughs) Ooh, welcome back to this week's Comics Countdown, this is a segment of our podcast where I talk about the comics that I think you should be picking up this week, whether it's at your local comic book shop and Comixology or however you read your comics, these are the ones I think you should definitely be taking a look at. We'll be talking about each book's title, the creative team behind each book, as well as a brief synopsis of each book. And of course, every synopsis will be accompanied by my synopsis voices. If you have a synopsis voice that you'd like me to try out for this segment of the show, feel free to... Request that on either of our social medias or through email. Uh, but before we talk about the books this week, we got to take a look back at last week with the Geek Splane pick of the week of last week. And we had some winners last week. We really did. There was some strong competition throughout the week, but uh, I had to give it up to Hawkeye Free Fall. This is written by uh, Matthew Rosenberg with our by Otto Schmidt. Um, this book was just fun it's a fun book to read uh the energy and the pace with which uh Otto Schmidt just makes his art is so fun to read it's just so fun to flip through the book uh Matthew Rosenberg once again has a great voice for uh for Clint Barton and the central mystery on who is Who is the new Ronin is really well done. Uh, We also got some great um, day-in-the-life stuff. We got an appearance from The Hood, one of the uh, lesser or one of the more underserved uh, Marvel villains, and right near the end we got some Hawk, uh, or we got some uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier action as well. And I love the dynamic between Clint and Bucky, so I really enjoyed it overall. It's a really fun book. Uh, it's actually been selling out around two. I got one of the last copies at my shop when I went and picked it up. So um, definitely pick this book up. This is going to be a good one and a Hawkeye story for the ages. But that's last week. Let's talk about this week this week we've got four books so let's go ahead and dive right in we've got two marvel two dc and we are kicking things off with miles morales the end number one written by saladin ahmed with art by damian scott Um, this is kind of kicking off all of the the end uh, books that are going to be coming out over the next couple months, uh, basically telling the quote-unquote final stories of each of these characters. So I'm looking forward to it. Let's go ahead and jump into the synopsis here. The final Miles Morales story. Humanity makes its last stand and the only place strong enough to survive. Brooklyn. Former Spider-Man Miles Morales leads the last bastion of civilization into the future. So I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Saladin Ahmed has been doing a really great job with Miles and has a great, unique voice for him that we don't usually get for Miles. And I'm really interested to see what they do with this "quote unquote" last Miles Morales story. So I think the uh, the 2020 the end uh, event is kicking off strong. Really putting its best foot forward as we uh, roll into these stories. And I think this is going to be one to pick up for sure. Next up, we have Young Justice, number 12, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by John Timms. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, this might be one of the last uh, issues of this book that I will be picking up. I feel like the um, just the the focus has changed. From the first couple issues, um, I'm really excited for where the book's going, introducing more Wonder Comics characters, bringing in uh, characters like Naomi, like the Wonder Twins, I think is a good shout. But uh, the book seems to be kind of losing its identity, and I'm really, um, I'm kind of moving away from it. But uh, this does promise to be a really, really big issue, and uh, let's go ahead and jump into the synopsis to see what I'm talking about. It's an epic Wonder Comics crossover. Naomi, the Wonder Twins, and Young Justice all come together for the first time to confront the secrets behind the entire first year of the Teen Team series. Where did Connor Kent come from? Why does Bart Allen remember everyone but no one else does? How does it all connect to Ginny Hex's trunk? It's a Wonder Comics blockbuster. So it looks like we're going to be getting some answers finally from for some of the questions that we've been having since the very first issue. Uh, like I said, this is probably one of, if not the last issue that I'm going to be picking up with this book. But if you enjoy this series and you have been enjoying this series, uh, you don't want to miss this one for sure. Next up, we have Star Wars, Rise of Kylo Ren, number two of four, written by Charles Sewell with art by Will Sliney. I really dug the first issue. First issue, um, kind of telling the story of Kylo Ren's rise to power, I really enjoyed. And the solicits for this uh, sound really interesting. So let's go ahead and jump into the synopsis here. Snoke sinks his claws in. Young Ben Solo faces the Knights of Ren. With the new Jedi school in ruins, and fellow students hot on his trail for the murder of their master, Ben Solo flees to the only friend he has left in the galaxy, a man named Snoke. But Snoke has plans for Ben, and ideas about the Force that are as dangerous as they are intriguing for the troubled young Jedi. If Ben wishes to be truly free, the answers might lie with the Dark Side, and with the Knights of Ren. But it won't be the first time he's tangled with the Knights. In the past, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker journeys to the Unknown Regions and brings young Ben along for the mission. Can even Luke Skywalker stand against the fabled Knights of Ren? So, sounds like we're going to be getting a kick-ass Luke Skywalker versus the Knights of Ren story. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Also, kind of getting to see how the beginning of uh, Ben Solo's apprenticeship, I guess, with uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, before the... um, before the whole for first order and all that stuff, I think is really interesting. And overall, this is a really strong book. Charles Sewell knows what he's doing with the star Wars franchise, at least when it comes to the comics. So I'm really looking forward to this book. But finally, the big book of the week for me is Batman number 86 written by James Tynan, the fourth with art by Tony S Daniel. Um, this is kicking off uh, Tynan's uh, run on the book. Uh, Should be really good. Tynan knows what he's doing with the Batman uh, corner of the DC Universe. And I can't wait to see exactly what he starts to kind of bring to the mainline Batman book. He's done great work on all of the Bat books that he's worked on. Whether it's Detective Comics. Whether it's um, Justice League Dark. Anything that he's touched when it comes to DC Comics in the past few years has been gold, so I'm really looking forward to see what he does with this. So let's jump into the synopsis here. It's a new day in Gotham City, but not the same old Batman. With Bane vanquished and one of his longtime allies gone, Batman has to stop picking up the pieces and stepping up his game. Batman has a new plan for Gotham City, but he's not the only one. Deathstroke has returned as well under a mysterious new contract that could change everything. Beginning a whole new chapter in the life of the Dark Knight, the epic art team of Tony S. Daniel and Danny Mickey are joined by new series writer James Tynan IV. So, this is a new new era, a new age for Batman when it comes to his comics. Like I said, Tynan knows what he is doing and he is... Probably the first to tell you how excited he how excited he is about uh, writing this book. I'm really excited for it. Uh, Tony S. Daniel is also an incredible artist, and I am really looking forward to see what they do with the Batman mythos. And that is going to do it for this week's Comics Countdown. To recap, we have Miles Morales' The End, number one. Justice Young Justice number 12 Star Wars The Rise of Kylo Ren number two of four and Batman number 86 if I missed any books this week feel free to reach out and let me know I always love discovering new books Um, some of my favorite books from the past year I wouldn't have read without the recommendations of others so feel free to do that Uh, really looking forward to these books and I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what the new year brings when it comes to comics And that is our show for this week. Uh, Thank you very much for listening all the way through. I really appreciate it. I know I'm sick, uh, so I tried to get through all of this as quickly and concisely as possible. But I can't help it. Uh, 2020 is going to be a big year. I'm really excited about everything that is coming through for us. Um, Quick thing, this is episode number 90. Uh, We're starting to get onto the March to 100 which I'm really excited about. It's just a couple months away, as is our uh, year two uh, celebration our second anniversary as we head into year three. I'm Just super thankful for all of you who listened to this. If you enjoyed what you listened to uh, this week, feel free to give us a rating and review. Especially on iTunes, it really helps us out, uh, raises our stock, and allows us to get on the radar of listeners just like you. If you didn't like what you heard today, um, never mind, just disregard everything I just said. But uh, honestly, really, it does really help us out. Uh, thank you very much for all the support that we've gotten. Ni- twenty nineteen was a big year for us. Twenty twenty promises to be even bigger, and hopefully, next week uh, I will be sickness free and I will be able to uh, hit the ground running. Uh, the first, uh, the first like week and a half of uh, twenty twenty has been a little uh, has not gone as. Smoothly as I would have liked, I would have liked to enter the year not as sick as I am, but I am excited for this year. There's a lot to look forward to, whether you're talking films, whether you're talking comics, whether you're talking anything. So uh, I officially am wishing you a happy and prosperous and geek-filled 2020, and I will see you right back here next week, same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for Geek Explain, this is Eric Azana. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time.